Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Make and Decorate podcast with Stephanie. This is season five, episode 93. And we are so close to 100 episodes on this podcast. It blows my mind. And I can remember first starting this podcast five years ago. I'm starting my fifth season in my fifth year. Uh, I do one season a year. And uh, yeah, it's it's just, um, yeah, it's crazy. And it feels great. And I have you guys to thank for it. Thank you for listening to my show and patrons. Thank you so much for your continued support. Um, and yeah, so let's get on with this. I have just a mini chit chat segment today because we have a huge hour of a great episode. So let's get started with this little mini chit chat. While I was convalescing a couple of weeks ago from having this terrible cold, I was back to knitting and a lot of TV. <laughs> there wasn't anything else that I could really do um, at that time, just uh, just for that, that one week. And next time, uh, hopefully, I will have a huge list of what to watch. I, I was everywhere, Pri Amazon Prime, Netflix, Hulu, and a lot, a lot of BritBox and some Acorn. So I'll go through that next time. Uh, and I also finished um, another one of the Arne and Carlos's Christmas balls, the uh, Christmas ornaments, and I made the gingerbread man this time. The gingerbread man is so cute. Oh, I love this pattern. I liked the moose one too. So I'm doing really well with the double pointed needles now. I'm so glad I finally got the hang of it. I mean, remember, <laughs> remember when last year I was struggling with even getting the pearl stitch? <laughs> it it might have been last year or maybe a year and a half ago. But um, and now look at this. I was thinking about it. I'm like, whoa, I really have come a long way in knitting. I have conquered the pearl stitch. I now have conquered the double pointed needles. So what's next? Hmm, maybe cable stitches. Uh, I don't know. But it's I'm having a ton of fun and I just I love learning and this is so new and challenging and um I like working with the yarn, especially the wool. Um and you're literally making a textile out of a you know, a piece of yarn, a fiber, and it's lovely. I just absolutely love it. After the gingerbread man, I started knitting a dog sweater for Cooper. This is so cute, I have to say. And I did um, get this idea from an email uh, by Pearl Soho. And it's a Pearl Soho pattern. Uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, but it's really cute. I purchased the pattern and took Cooper's measurements, started knitting it. And I'm probably about maybe a third of the way through. Uh, it it has um, some interesting things. I've learned every time I do a new pattern, I learn a new technique. And in this one, there was a technique of what's called a, um, oh my gosh, I think it's called cable cast on. But um, you slide your needle in between two existing stitches at the end of your needle to like cast on another stitch. Um, it's, a, I guess, a form of increasing, but it was interesting. Um, there's, you know, when you think of knitting and it's only two stitches, there's only a knit stitch and a purl stitch. But there's like endless ways of connecting them and increasing them and decreasing them and creating textures. It, it it's amazing. So I, I do love learning the new techniques with that. Uh, and the um, the pattern uh, for Cooper size, I needed four skeins of yarn, and I just pulled them from my stash. I didn't order anything new, and uh, I didn't have four of a single 
color, which is how the pattern is made with just a single color. But um, there, I chose these two colors because they have two skeins of each of them. And the one color is a linen, really beautiful linen-y oatmeal color. And the other color is a kind of a deep burnt sienna um, color. And they look really nice together, very autumnal. Uh, and it will look good on Cooper's fur. Um, so I decided this is my own little like pattern alteration um, or design. Uh, I decided to make this in two inch wide stripes. It's really cute. So every two inches, I switch out the yarn color and knit whatever we're knitting for another two inches. And um, yeah, it's been going really well. So um, the only <laughs> the one thing is that uh, after I got um, to a certain place where then I started the back of it's the back, maybe like six, seven inches are done. And then you start adding on the the underbelly part. So then I looked ahead and I'm like, oh, how much more does, you know, this take? Well, there are a lot more steps <laughs> to finish this sweater. So I momentarily kind of got paralyzed with fear and uh, thought, oh my gosh, am I ever going to get done with the sweater? And am I ever going to be able to complete all of these steps? Well, yes, I will, because you just take a section at a time and you complete that section and you just move on to the next one. So um, that's what I told myself. So now I'm back to... <laughs> calm and just do what I can um, when I can and it'll eventually get done um, soon. It's not that big of a sweater. so. But after I do this sweater, I'm thinking that I probably could then knit an actual human-sized sweater. First I started and I made those little capelet shawls for the um, Lucky Juju cat dolls I made for my nieces. And now I've graduated to a dog sweater. So I think after this, I will graduate to a human-sized sweater. Yeah, that's uh, that's been in my mind. That's my plan. Okay, last week was uh, Amazon Prime Days. And did you guys um, partake in that? Did you get early holiday presents or gifts for yourself? I really didn't see that much in the way of like, you know, great Prime Day deals. They they always do, though, have good deals on their own stuff. Like if you need a, a Kindle reader or a, an Alexa, something like that. But uh, I did get a three pack of Myers hand soap, which was actually a very good deal. Um, and uh, just a couple of other utilitarian things. So I'm not so sure... Um, yeah, it really wasn't that great for me, but maybe um, you guys had better luck, um, especially maybe if you're buying for um, early gifts for holidays for children or something like that. The one thing, though, is that all of this hullabaloo about um, starting Black Friday early, it's like they're getting earlier and earlier every year. Uh, it does kind of set off this domino effect with all of these other merchants. So Target and Kohl's and everyone out there are following suit with this Amazon Prime. And they were all having some, some, some things going on. So I did find a really good deal for a Christmas gift. And uh, that's all I can't say anymore because in case, uh, in case they listen which is my husband. <laughs> Sometimes he does listen, so I'm not going to say anything, but I was really happy with that. Oh, and while I'm on the topic of gift for my husband, he has requested me to knit him a knit hat uh, in, in like a Leeds hat, which Leeds, L-E-E-D-S, is a soccer or football team in the UK. It's his favorite team. And um, I don't know why, but uh, maybe there's better merchandise available in the UK. But online here, 
we haven't really found any like really nice knit leads hat with their colors and stuff. So I was searching around for patterns and there were, I don't know, there weren't that many. And so I don't know if I'm good enough at knitting to kind of like um, figure out like a chart to spell out and do color work with the word leads. Um, but for those of you in the UK, if you know of any p- knitting patterns for a Leeds hat, a Leeds knitted hat for uh, a guy, then please, please let me know. <laughs> you can DM me on Instagram, email me. Um, so let me know because I am on the search for that uh, because he is expecting that for a Christmas gift. I know I only chatted about knitting, but that's all I've been doing the past two weeks. And don't worry, there is a lot of quilt talk in the main segment of this episode and coming up in the next episode. This is pretty much the end of the mini chit chat. Uh, My guest today is George Mendoza. And George is an artist, an abstract artist. And his art is um, digitized for quilting fabrics with free spirit fabrics. And it's very interesting. Um, he has a great story. Uh, and and I forgot to say that he is blind. So he is a blind artist. He paints and on canvas and um, does other types of art, sand art and so forth. You're going to hear all about this in this episode. This is a really special episode for me um, because I am so amazed and humbled by George's story, and I'm really honored to have him on my podcast today. So before we start, I just want to give you a heads up on sound quality. This recording was my very first Zoom podcast recording. I really didn't know the software at all. There was just something not right with my sound. I did a lot of editing to improve it, so I think it's 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 fine, but it's not the quality that I and you are used to from my podcast, so I just wanted to let you know. I am aware of the sound quality. <laughs> um, also, I have a giveaway for one listener to receive a fat quarter bundle of George's latest collection called Spirit Winds. This just came out in September. A big thank you to Free Spirit Fabrics who gave this um, Fat Quarter bundle for a giveaway to one of my listeners. So one of you guys will have a Fat Quarter bundle of Spirit Winds, uh, George's newest fabric collection with Free Spirit Fabrics. Plus, they also included a little mini tape measure uh, with the Free Spirit uh, Fabric logo on there. So a little little extra bonus from them included in the fat-free bundle. One fat quarter bundle will go to one person, and you just simply need to leave a comment on this episode's podcast blog post at makeanddecorate.com, my webpage. So you go to makeanddecorate.com, click on podcast and click on episode 93 and leave a comment. And uh, you can make a comment to enter for this giveaway uh, until Halloween, midnight of October 31st, Central Standard Time. I'll announce it on the next episode, uh, November 4th. All right, so here we are. Let's go ahead and listen to my conversation with George Mendoza. During his teenage years, George Mendoza went blind as a result of a rare incurable eye disease. Without his central vision, able to see only vague, colorless shapes at the edge of his peripheral vision, George went on to become a world-class runner and Paralympic contender. In 1980, he broke the world record for blind athletes with a four-minute and 28-second mile. In the early 1990s, he began to paint full-time, painting the vibrant colors and wild landscapes that he sees in dreams and visions. Currently, his exhibition, Colors of the Wind, is a national Smithsonian affiliates traveling art exhibit and has been transformed into a line of fabrics from Free Spirit Fabrics. 
George is the founder and president of the Wise Tree Foundation, Inc., a nonprofit corporation for the promotion of the arts in New Mexico, as well as a spokesperson for the New Mexico Commission for the Blind. In 2011, George had a terrible hiking accident and long after suffered from cluster headaches, which caused him to have the vivid visions that inspired the Spirit Man series, his debut fiction series. Book one in the series, Journey of the Spirit Man, is available now from Wise Tree Press via Instagram, and book two, Vision of the Spirit Man, released on May 10th, is also available on Instagram. He has also written a children's book, Colors of the Wind. So welcome, George. Welcome to my show, and thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you. Really I'm glad to be here. It. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. So that is such a, a, an accomplished introduction. It's amazing what you've accomplished in your life uh, and very inspirational. So we're going to talk about your line of fabrics with Free Spirit Fabrics today. Um, but before we talk about that, let's uh, go back into your story and um, tell us how you became the artist that you are today. Well, every time somebody reads uh, a bio like that, I look around. <laughs> I look around and see who they're talking about. Um, if you look at a 15-year-old kid going blind with a single parent, a strong mother figure, um, probably should have made it. I mean, you know... I get in trouble for this, but the unemployment rate for blind people is like 95% in this country. Disabled, 75%. So I pretty much had to uh, create my own path in my life. Um, I never really liked working for somebody else. I like the creative life. And I've been fortunate enough to be able to kick back and do that. Um, but if you take that kid that's 15 years old going blind in New York, I was suicidal, depressed. Um, you know, I, I had, it was a typical story. I had a girlfriend that was a cheerleader. I was playing basketball with Toby Knight, who was seven foot four, mm. for a very good basketball team. Um, in the middle of the season, I started catching the ball in my face and my broken nose and fingers. And, you know, I was on first string as a six foot four forward. And all of a sudden I couldn't see things, but I didn't know that for a long time. My mom took me to every, every doctor, you know, they thought I had cancer and different uh, conditions. And finally, um, when I went to the Manhattan Eye, Ear, Throat Hospital, they diagnosed me with um, fungus flaving maculitis. I'm like, what the hell is that? It sounds <laughs> like fungus, you know? Yeah, it does. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck's going on? And sure enough, I had a very rare eye condition in 1970. And looking back on it, I don't know how that kid survived, except my mom and Moving from New York City to New Mexico was a big help. Um, the sunlight was better, stronger, um, and I always enjoyed painting and running. Um, so my mom said, well, maybe you could paint out here with the light. And definitely the desert roads were a lot easier to run on and hike on because there was no traffic except for rattlesnakes. <laughs> And I've seen a lot of rattlesnakes. Anyhow, I think New Mexico had a big influence on me as far as an artist and a runner. Um, the blind school was a big thing for me. Uh, going from New York public school where they treated me like I was mentally handicapped. Uh, they just didn't help me in school. And then I get to the blind school and um, yeah, just was able to uh, adapt to a bunch of people that uh, were used to being blind. And so they took me into the wrestling program, track program, and uh, 
I began a comeback um, that the world has never seen. <laughs> I'll say that much. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I just, you know, when I read your story and I've seen videos of you telling your story, uh, it's just um, extraordinary. And uh, I think about like, wow, what, what, how would I be? Um, if I lost one of my main senses of vision, right. hearing, or, you know, the things that uh, we take for granted every day. Yes. And um, <laughs> I'll just tell you this short little thing. The, sure. past, the past couple of years, I have been dealing with, there's a scar in my cornea, and it's affected my vision. And I see like oh. these, fl these flares off of my left eye, uh, but it's not terrible. It's not in the center it's on the upper, like right or whatever. So, but, but I, I can tell you that I really was getting down and depressed just about that. And just like, why, you know, like the older I get and all this stuff is starting to happen and poor me and everybody else can see great. And I have to wear glasses, um, but now I can wear contacts again. Thank goodness. Cause I found a doctor that, um, you know, could get the prescription, right? Because otherwise the other one said, you know, you just got to wear glasses. But I see your video on YouTube and I'm thinking to myself, what is wrong with you complaining about a little <laughs> scar that you can still see? <laughs> yeah. So it really does bring it to perspective. Um, and um, I think it's wonderful. And uh, I think that y your life now is really helping so many people, especially in your uh, the blind community and the work that you're doing there. But also, you know, just in general, I mean, uh, quilters, uh, Free Spirit Fabric is a big quilting fabric company and right. and quilters are making quilts with your fabrics and people are sewing clothing with the fabric and right. uh, bags and you name it yes. um so i think that it's great what you're doing and i do want to i'm going to put a link to that video it, it was done uh several years ago i think um and uh I think it was like meant for TV, made for TV or something. But you started off by saying like, you know, uh, I don't feel depressed. I don't wish I could see, I, you know, it was all this positivity that you right. started out with. And I was like, I, I was like, no way that can't be. <laughs> <laughs> and then you went into your story and then you did talk about how, you know, you had this pivotal change, but and how your life before that. So to me, it made you very human and, and you know, relatable. Right. Um, yeah. So I really love that video. I like to tell a story because during that depression and suicide that, you know, thoughts I had, I ran into a priest in New Mexico that was an artist. And he sat down with me outside the Holy Cross retreat house, which I used to run to from my house to the valley below, like six miles, uh, 12 miles round trip. So we got together a lot and painted, and I made a very famous stone fountain with big goldfish there. And, you know, it was a pecan orchard and just a real peaceful place. But he told me something I'll never forget. And I think it changed my life. And he said, why don't you, and it's emotional for me, but why don't you make pictures out of the craziness and designs? Because nobody else in the world can see them but you. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, that's interesting. So years later, I had a good friend of mine come down from Deming with another good friend of mine, Paul, and she said, if he's blind, that, that artwork's going to be, like, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what am I expecting here? And she was shocked because what happened was putting it all together, when I was at the blind school as a teenager in New Mexico, I ran into two twin sisters from Mexico that were totally blind, and they would paint with gel medium sand, and purple, red, orange, and green, or blue, orange, red, and yellow. And I said to myself, 
all artists do the foreground first and don't they they don't make the background interesting at all i mean even van gogh does a little sun in the background okay so i started with just smearing colors with sand gel medium based on those two blind sisters and then i threw in my sunflowers my portraits my landscapes my crazy eyeballs floating in the sky and that became like nobody had ever seen that on the whole art world so it's an inspiration from the two twin sisters that were born blind and just did you know uh finger painting and then uh the priest actually was a franciscan brother telling me why don't you make designs pictures out of it and see every person can just close their eyes and see images but they don't think about painting them or you know taking those images and make them into designs mm -hmm. So that was profound. That was like a, uh, a big uh, change. Um, I knew now that I could cheat like hell and <laughs> close my <laughs> eyes and take the designs, you know? Uh -huh. So yeah. that, that was profound. That was really mm -hmm. profound in my career. Yeah, that's it's really fortunate. And I, I think um, the other thing that I, I got from the video, uh, it showed photographs of your mother. And I feel right. like she really was um, a catalyst in, um, you know, just like moving you to New Mexico and, and doing all these things and just like uh, being there for you. Yeah. Um, well, I got a lot of stories <laughs> about mom, but one of my great stories is right after graduation, TG, Clarence, and I went back from the school back home. Mom fed us and gave us a ton of money, said, you guys travel this summer, then you're going to go to college. Mm -hmm. So in those days, you know, you could hitchhike. So we mm -hmm. hitchhiked, took buses, the Amtrak. We wound up lost in Vancouver, Canada. Oh. <laughs> and it, we met so many wonderful people that took us in, fed us, uh, mm -hmm. took us, you know, sightseeing, fishing. Uh -huh. So then we came back home after that summer and she said, okay, you're all going to college. So, you know, <laughs> that's what we did. Oh, wow. And, and in those days, New Mexico State, I was the first blind guy ever there. They didn't know what the hell to do with me. Uh -huh. So I, I don't know how I made it through, but I got a bachelor's degree. I took art history. I met a lot of writers, artists, mm -hmm. um, but it was really hard to get through because in those days, there was no computers, speech system. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I had all my term papers for somebody to type for me. Oh, wow. I couldn't take any tests because in those days it was ditto. It was all those purple uh -huh. smudge papers. Yeah, yeah. So it was difficult, but I got through. But that's where I started running with the New Mexico State track team. Okay. Yeah, it's um, you did come up in a, in a difficult time where the resources were like you know almost none. And none. Now, now today, uh, technology definitely has um, improved, but has has also the um, community as far as education and um, you know support for the blind has that improved? I mean, are there many more opportunities, or is it still really a challenge? It's a um, challenge. I always get in trouble for this, but I think, you know, if you look at the unemployment rate, it's 95%. Um, I've really never had a real job. I've been an artist and a writer <laughs> and an athlete all my life because it's all the only thing I knew how to do and I love to do it. And I've been very successful at it. Right. Um, I just, I know a lot of writers and artists that have to work eight to five. I mean, nine to yeah, eight to five. And by the time they come home, they want to do a painting or try to write a book. Uh -huh. My energy is, you know, three or four hours every morning, whether mm -hmm. it's painting, 
or writing, but I've got a body of work. I'm not one of those artists that has four paintings. You know, I have right. 1,200 paintings. Um, I've written 30 novels and a couple of nonfiction books and six children's books. That's um, pretty amazing. Yeah. yeah, so that's where I like to do my work. And yeah. I've been fortunate because recently I was uh, interviewed and I was kind of surprised what I said. I said, you know, a lot of writers, artists come to me and they want to be rich and famous. And I just did it as a hobby. But I, I caught a lot of attention with my running, with Disney, with my books, with Frank Wyman in New York, with my art, uh, the Smithsonian and Free Spirit. And all of it, I never planned. I just did it. Wow. I just wrote, I painted, and I never once uh, looked at it as, you know, to be successful at it. I just did it as a hobby. Um, I think I just needed a lot of therapy and <laughs> came into art <laughs> therapy. <laughs> well, I I believe art of any kind and including, you know, just making anything with your hands is therapeutic. I don't right. know what I would do without it. Yeah, um, I can imagine. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh but also too, you know, you you love what you're doing. So oh, I love it. it doesn't even seem like a job for you, I don't think. Uh, it's a I'm hobby, guessing. but I got yeah. discovered. Yeah, it's amazing. So yeah. let's talk a little bit about your paintings. Um, sure. I, I've um, looked at a few of your older exhibits, and you have a gallery on your website, which I'll put a link to it. But right. the thing that I see, and also the collection that's also on this current Free Spirit Fabric collection, um, what I see in them is this graceful movement um, throughout and then there is this illumination almost like stained glass to me that is right. i mean those are the first two things that just really like come out at me and right. and just really hit me with great impact and it's right. beautiful so beautiful and to think about closing your eyes <laughs> and yeah. and taking a paintbrush to a canvas um, I think you probably have honed your skills, of course, over the years, but just, right. you know, it's still pretty amazing that you can um, just uh, paint this art and they're deep within the colors, values, and, um, you know, you've done some geometrics and I love those sunflower ones. They, oh, they're beautiful. so pretty. Yes. Yeah. 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 Is it something that just, you know, well, you said you painted as a kid, right? You painted yes. and ran. So that I sort did. of helped, I think, a little bit, give you a foundation, maybe. I painted with finger painting only as a kid. I, I sometimes wonder if I had low vision in school because I never used a paintbrush. I never liked that disconnect. I was embarrassed with this flower sun painting I did it in first or second grade. So I threw it away. And my mom, it was in a booklet and my mom dug it out of a bush at school. That painting is now in the Smithsonian traveling art show. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's a little, you know, thing I did on uh, paper, you know, uh, huh. a thick piece of paper. So it, the stained glass is interesting because I've been all over the world and I've been very interested in stained glass in churches. And, you know, a lot of people describe, you know, Jesus or an angel, but I just saw the colors. So that's what I did. I just flared the colors like if it was stained glass. Yeah. Um, the sunflowers are very famous out here. I grow sunflowers and a friend of mine has a sunflower farm. And I'll look at them and I'll actually watch the sunflower follow the sun. And so I, I do a like a flare of the sun in the sunflower and in the background. Um, I paint outside. Okay. Um, I have a backyard with the easel, you know, and tables. And I drag all my paints out there and I watch the clouds and the sky 
And then, you know, I'll doodle something, set up the background, and then I'll outline it with either white chalk or white paint. And then I, the background's always dark, black, purple, uh, marine blue. And then I, I trace in the sunflower or the mountains. And then I just add colors into the sky and into the hills or the sun. And if the sun is primary colors, I put that in through the dark sky. And then, you know, when you get going, if you're outside and it's windy, then you get that whimsical thing going on. Mm. You know, you don't get anything mm -hmm. solid. Um, none of my artwork has really something solid in it. And what's kind of uh, interesting is the Free Spirits has, you know, they have the whimsical part, but then they also like will make something solid in another design from that whimsical part, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. So I'll tell you a funny story. Um, the president and the designers used to come down before everybody had cell phones and high tech cameras and they would film my art, take me out to a fancy restaurant and go back to North Carolina and, you know, put everything in a computer and then come back the next year with, you know, 15 more designs, you know, through Free Spirit. My first one was years and years ago, Wise Tree, Faraway Eyes, and Flowing River. So I'll never forget this. <laughs> this is funny. Joyce had to go to the bathroom, and Nancy was a designer. She says, Mr. Mendoza, I got to apologize to you. Um, we're photoshopping the holy hell out of your artwork, you know, <laughs> getting everything color, you know, orientated so we could sell more fabrics. He says, I hope you don't mind. I said, girl, <laughs> as long as I get paid, I'm blind. I can't see what the heck you guys are doing in my art, you know? <laughs> it was really funny how they apologized to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then she goes, you know what? Sighted artists are a pain in the ass because they want all these colors exactly, you know, the way the art was. And yeah. So, well, that's and not me, sister. And even, you know, now they can print so many more colors on a fabric, but yeah. just going back even like uh, 10, 15 years ago, yeah. I think I think that they could only do maybe like 12 colors on a yeah. fabric. So, yeah, I can understand where they're coming from when they <laughs> talk about that. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny. Then Joyce came back and said, what are you guys laughing about? The colors we messed up? <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'll give you an example of what they did on Faraway Eyes, which is one of my famous paintings in Smithsonian. There was yellow flowers. They tinted it with orange. So what? Okay. That's fine. You know? they, they, it's, I, I think, um, I mean, I'm just going by what I see, but it looks to me like the, the fabric collection that's coming out, it's shipping in August right now, but yes. um, the integrity of your artwork is there. Oh yeah, I, I think maybe it's just like like you said, the colors, yeah, uh, kind of get uh, changed up a little bit. But it's beautiful; it really. Oh is yeah, they beautiful. do. Uh, Spirit Wings mm -hmm. is based on a few paintings, and then they, you know, take different designs and they'll put it into circles or little dots, and uh, you know, it's fine. So you've been with Free Spirit Fabrics. It sounds like for many years, before, many years. probably before. Okay, that's why I couldn't find previous collections of yours because uh, Free Spirit was purchased a few years ago. No, they uh, sold out. They sold out, right? Yeah, and they they have a thing with me. Don't talk about your other designs, but I I ignore them. Uh, you know because. It started a long time ago um, with Free Spirit. I'd like to tell a story if I could about sure. that. Yes. Um, Dolene Land was a counselor for the Texas Commission for the Blind. She retired, but she also had a degree in art. And she became a curator and director of the Ellen Noel Art Museum in Odessa, Texas. So she was looking for 
a connection with, you know, her career and a blind artist. And so she couldn't find anybody but yours truly. So she came to New Mexico and took me out to a Mexican restaurant. And then we came to my studio and she goes, oh, my God, this artwork's better in person than on your website, because I was I had a fear that everything was photoshopped, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what was going on. Everybody mm-hmm. was photoshopping their art. Mm-hmm. So she put together a collection of 42 paintings. And then um, they got uh, endorsed by the Smithsonian. So all of a sudden, I had a Smithsonian traveling art show. Wow. And then that caught wind with uh, Free Spirit. So they flew into Texas, New Mexico. And in those those days, they had digital cameras. So they're filming everything. Now, I got a tech guy that has a cell phone with three cameras and that's how we do all do all of it and put it in a dropbox oh wow nobody yeah. comes anymore take me out to lunch <laughs> <laughs> you know so you know again it was just the luck it was all about luck you know mm-hmm. Dolene had the background with the blindness um she loved my art they took it over to Odessa they made a show out of it in my show, I have fabrics, text panels, and then the local quilt club here did a quilt show called By George. And they uh-huh. did hundreds of quilts, but some of them were in Braille for the blind. Okay. And so they, the blind could touch the quilts. And then... Um, One of my friends reads Braille, and they quoted Faraway Eyes by the Rolling Stones. Oh, wow. Because that was a big inspiration. It's a country-western song. It has nothing to do with my artwork, but I just love Uh the the Faraway Eyes thing. Interesting. So I've had quilt shows, fabric shows. uh, You know, Colors of Wind right now is in Canadian, Texas. I'm flying out there the end of September. And other museums are looking at it, like Houston, the Whitney, um, museums in New York, Texas. Yeah. So it's been pretty wild considering I didn't plan any of this. Wow. Yeah. It's it's amazing. And I, but when I, you take on these opportunities, so that's that's part of it. Oh yeah, I, t- yeah. I go everywhere they send me. Yeah, for sure. That's so interesting. Uh, your history with Free Spirit. And, um, uh, yeah, I like their, their fabrics and I, 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 I think that they do tend to, to have more artistic designers, um, in their lines too, which is really, really nice. Well, what I find really fascinating is, and, and you could call me or not, but I think I'm like the only abstract artist they have. They may have a few painters that do a couple designs mm-hmm. but that nobody has a bulk of uh uh work that like i have mm-hmm. um because every time free spirit picks a painting they put you know dozens of designs based on that one painting mm-hmm. and you know like i say i have a collection of like over 1200 paintings so mm-hmm. we're still looking at artwork. In fact, after Spirit Wins in January, it comes out Enchanted Skies, my other line coming up. I was going to ask you what was coming next. Enchanted Skies. Skies, okay. Yeah. I love so. the names of your collections, too. Uh, do, uh, how, how do you come across um, naming them? It sounds like more, you know, kind of like nature and well, the secret is uh, two shots of tequila with orange snow. <laughs> I've got a great circle of friends that'll come up with um, silly titles, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and then we come up with the real names. So okay. I'm of Jim <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, my friends around me. Uh, so we come up with uh, 
good Mexican food helps too. And then you kind of just sit around and think of, <laughs> you know, think of uh, this name. But also New Mexico, enchanted skies. I mean, look yeah. where I live. You know, yeah. there's the mountains and then dark rain clouds and rainbows and storms and uh-huh. you know. So yeah, I come up with the names. Nice. Uh, I get a little help though, but yeah, I'm very nice. I mean, it's it's poetry, you know. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I'm cutting into the middle of our conversation because I had the next segment is going to be some quilts and um, art and things that he is showing me uh, on the video. And if all goes well with video editing. I will post that on my YouTube channel. However, some of the parts of it still translate well enough for the audio, so I'm going to keep that part in. This is what that is. So I just wanted to make sure it's kind of, you know, not a too rough of a transition. You don't know what's going on. All of the shirts have, they're all different fabrics from your collections. Yes. Put together in a nice way. I like that. I want to show you uh, one interesting panel that uh free spirit did so it's uh sunflower and bleeding clouds sunflower bleeding clouds mm-hmm. all all original paintings wow that is stunning and that would also make a good wall hanging i think <laughs> I, I i see that as a beautiful wall hanging as well oh yeah and uh my friend uh went ahead and did it like that so we have it like that oh cool yeah Oh, gorgeous. I want to show you the sun, the New Mexico sun that I'm really attracted to. Mm, That's so pretty. You know what, too, is that I kind of um, love cool colors. I gravitate toward them all the time. But every once in a while, like that painting right there, I gravitate towards that. And it's all warm colors. It's just, just the way that they're put together, I think. All right. Now, this is where my... My mom would say, um, she would walk by a painting and say, son, that's a piece of crap. <laughs> so then we turn it upside down and she said, this is a masterpiece. It's the monkey flying nostrils. Oh my gosh, I see it. Yeah. That's this hilarious. <laughs> so she turned it upside down and said, look at yeah. those. The monkey with the flying nostrils. So oh, totally. Love this painting. That is so cool. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's funny how one person, um, my mom was famous for that. She would uh, say, that painting will never sell. And I sold every one of those paintings that she said wouldn't sell. <laughs> uh, what would she say when they did sell? Say, so. I believe it. Wow, that's so cool. She was hilarious, I'll tell you. Oh, man. So um, I did want to ask you, too, um, about Colors of the Wind, uh, because um, uh, there, I don't remember, I saw it was probably one of your videos, but um, there was a girl that you were a camp counselor or something, and she asked you what colors, what color is the wind, right? Right, right. I have the book here. If you're still on video, it's right here. I oh, I read it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's wonderful. Okay. Um, yeah, I was going blind. The story goes like this: I was going blind, and Mom sent me to a summer camp in Long Island at the Helen Keller Institute, and it was on top of the bluff, and at the bottom of the bluff was the ocean. So the kids and I, I was a junior counselor and Debbie was eight or nine years old and she was born blind. She had never seen, you know, the color green, the ocean, a tree. Um, So when the wind blew, you know, an ocean breeze, it went through her long hair and she turned around and asked me a question and changed my life. Uh, what color is the wind? Yeah. And, you know, the the funny story is I talked to her years later and she goes, 
I don't remember asking you that question. You made it up. <laughs> you know? But she she asked me that question. And uh, I told her, like I said in the book, it's a rainbow of colors. Mm-hmm. Um, probably because, you know, my a lot of people think blind people see darkness. I'm the mm-hmm. opposite. I see colors. I see lights, floaters. I see the scar in your eye. You know, like that design. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, so that changed my life. That was like, I got to answer that question. And I've been doing that. <laughs> it's emotional, but I've been doing that all my life. Yeah. And to think I have Colors of the Wind, a traveling art show at the Smithsonian, Colors of the Wind children's book. We have Colors of the Wind, the movie script that we're trying to peddle in Hollywood. Nice. Um, and then also Colors of the Wind, the fabric line, mm-hmm. uh, which is no longer around, but I think you could find pieces of it. Okay. Um, and, you know, it's just something I've been very fortunate to answer. Um, Colors of the Wind, you know, it's like college-taken literature Buddha asked his disciples two questions. What did your face look like before your parents were born? And (laughs) what color is the wind? Oh. Yeah, it's profound. Because if you think about it, you ask everybody, what color is the wind? They'll say, there's no color in the wind. Right. But if you think of the wind going through trees, clouds, rainbows, mountains a field of flowers it's got plenty of color sure i can i can envision it pulling the colors through like you said through her long hair or through the trees whether the leaves are green there's going to be some green colors and yellow and yeah it's it's very interesting and and um as a fully sighted person it really makes me pause and think because um like i said earlier it, 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 our everyday senses we tend to take for granted um, oh, yeah. and it's good to just stop and really just um you know appreciate and ask those questions because it really um i think too um helps creativity yes yes I, i'll tell you a funny story my eye doctor dr lazaro um where I put in all my books as a wizard. Anyhow, he he's always telling me every year that I get an eye checkup. We're close to a cure. And I'm like crossing him. It's like, I'm famous because I'm blind, man. Why would I want to see you again? I've traveled the world because of my blindness. You know, in the Olympics, lectures. Before COVID-19, I was a motivational speaker. Uh-huh. You know, and it's kind of catching up, but a lot of it's done on Zoom now, which is kind of interesting because I can stay home and, you know, do my work and not lose, you know, days traveling and stuff. But I do miss traveling. Yeah. Um, I get a kick out of uh, the Amtrak train when I go from New Mexico to California because Spencer is the conductor and he'll announce on the train. (laughs) We got a famous blind guy here. He writes books and does art. And uh, I'm going to turn him on to my best friend, John Travolta, about his movie on Journey of the Spirit. <laughs> like, who is this guy? <laughs> so, you know, I, I get a lot of attention when I travel with the White King. And I know a mm-hmm. lot of people in the business. And yeah, um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's funny because you're talking about uh, there's a cure coming and it's, it, ma- it made me think about like, uh, don't lose your superpower. <laughs> it's right, almost like your right. superpower. <laughs> yeah. Well, one of my best friends is my physical therapist, um, Ron Roulette, and he was born blind. Hmm. And at 25, he got an operation for cataracts and he sees perfect now. Hmm. But before the cataract operation, he had the same void problem that I have. You know, I don't have the sight. 
So I fill it up with inner visions. And he described everything I see, the the floaters, the eyes, the mystical landscapes. Hmm. Um, When he got his sight back within two weeks, that inner visions was gone, period. Oh, yeah. And now he's a doctor and he drives a Mustang and, you know, has clients that he helps. But we talk about it all the time. And I said, I don't want to lose it. Right. right. I don't want to lose the superpowers. You're right. Is that, yeah, absolutely. You know? It's, it's really extraordinary. And it's nice that you, um, you know, captured it and um, really have grown with it. It's amazing. Uh, so I just want to um, just recap about the free spirit fabrics. It's sure. shipping. It's shipping this month out to quilt shops yes. everywhere, and yes. um, so you, they, everyone should be able to find it um, in September. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and then I'll put a link to free spirit so you, everyone can take a look at this beautiful collection. It is absolutely beautiful and like i said to me it really looks like this beautiful stained glass and it's illuminated with light um right. yeah i love and it um tell, yeah tell your listeners i want five pillowcases okay <laughs> <laughs> those are easy yeah i've been thinking I, I yeah, somebody gotta make me a pillowcase they make me shirts ties and like <laughs> my pillowcase quilts Pillow, yeah, you know, pillowcases are a great gift. I will make them for my nieces and nephews uh, sometimes for Christmas presents, okay. and it's it's such a utilitarian thing. But yeah. people love them. It, they love just it, pillowcases that are out of the ordinary. They're not just like a plain, right. you know, white fabric. I mean, when, especially with the kids, and they're seeing all these, you know, cool colors and. Right. Um, you know, animals or whatever. Uh, so it's funny because when I first made them, the one year the very, for the very first time, I was like, oh, it's it's kind of a boring gift. It's not a toy. Yeah. <laughs> and then my sister was like telling me later, she's like, they want to sleep with this pillowcase all the time. <laughs> right. So, yeah, I got everything yeah. but pillowcases. And now I got this quilt that's the size of my living room, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's Cal- fantastic, it's- that quilt. Yeah, oh, it's amazing. Beautiful. I love that one. The bright and the background of it is a red, a vibrant right. red. And right. then all of the rest of your fabrics just really pop from that. They did yeah, a good I, good job with making all of those designs um sewn on top of the background. Right. Uh popping off of it where it doesn't really like blend in too much, which is great. I took it to a bunch of my friends yesterday and they were kidding me and he said you know what i like the the back of it better than the front you know the back oh is my god so i said <laughs> all right that's it i'm taking it home and there's a bunch of haters and it was funny but they loved it you, that's not the only time that it has been said you, you so many quilters have gotten that where sometimes they don't even realize which side is the front And I think that um, when people aren't used to seeing quilts, they're used to seeing like a single fabric covering, you know, from top to bottom. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) So I I have a favorite restaurant in here and and the girls, Jenny and Rosie, made aprons out of the sunflower print. Mm. You know, so I'd go in there and say, "Okay, where's my free dinner? And it's like, uh-uh. (laughs) <laughs> that won't work but you know this town took over with quilts and uh designs and yeah it's really cool yeah i love it i just love fabric uh too because uh just you know the tactileness of it right. um and the the fact that i mean fabric has been around you know since like ages and ages right, ages right. ago i mean with you know all the way back to the ancient egyptians and stuff so right. i feel like fabric is really an important thing in our lives and yeah it's really nice to sort of you know celebrate it with your art and fun designs and i feel like that really um i think color and art um 
definitely lifts the psyche and um, your spirits and, and really can make people's lives happier. And I think that that's oh, what yeah. your art does. Is it, it makes yeah. us happy. So I really am glad that um, you came on to the show. Um, is there anything else you want to mention? We are going to record for the patrons a, a short um, episode. And we're going to kind of take a deeper look at your daily life as an artist uh, and speaker. But is there uh, anything you want to end up with or have our listeners take away? Yeah, it's kind of an emotional thing. But, you know, my mom passed away in 2015. But she Mm. left me with two words, but it's really six words, but it's still two words. And she said, in life, you have to follow up follow up, follow up. It's okay, mom, that's three words. (laughs) Persistence, persistence, persistence. And I've had to live by that. Um, I'll follow up with museum directors, movie people, and you have to be real persistent. Um, But again, life is so strange because everything I plan doesn't happen, but everything I do as a hobby explodes. Wow. So I haven't figured out how all that works. <laughs> you know, but it, it's right, worked right. for me. Um, you know, the, the chance I've had to go all over the world and speak and either run or speak in motivational talks or mm-hmm. art shows. Um, you know, uh, with COVID hitting everybody so hard, museums weren't picking up shows because the cost of gas and stuff. And here I am flying out to Canadian Texas in the middle of nowhere, but that's cool. It's a beautiful uh, art museum, and it has 42 of my paintings. They already had three summer camps serving over 5,000 children doing What Color is the Wind? Oh, wow. And they've been posting all their artwork in front of my artwork on Facebook. And then they have one kid, I don't know if he's blind or not, but he's touching one of my sand paintings in the show. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing I really uh, am proud of, that you can actually touch a painting of mine instead Mm -hmm. of, you know, Guggenheim uh, arresting you for... (laughs) So I've been all over the world and been very fortunate. The work that you uh, do with the children is um, so important. And, and I, I feel like that you just um, are blessed tenfold because yes. of this. And yes. yeah, it's one it's, more story. If I can, sure. I, kid came up to me in one of my art shows and said, are you the famous blind wizard like Harry Potter? (laughs) (laughs) So I said, I told him, I put my hand on his head and said, close your eyes and tell me what you see. And when he came back to me at the end of the show, he said, I saw everything you see, the eyes floating in the sky and the Mm. explosion of colors. So I don't know. Maybe I sent him somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> wow. But that yeah. was cool. Yeah. 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 Kids need, um, I think that, especially um, when, you know, they are blind and yeah. are trying to navigate the world just like you did. And I mean, oh. ima- imagine if you had somebody like yourself, you know, to s- sort of guide and help you as a child. Uh, it's 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 pretty um, fantastic. Yeah, it's a, tough, it's a tough world though being blind. I, you know, uh, I I'm, the, I'm the sure. Thing I miss the most is like uh, being able to just go to the store whenever I need something instead of hiring my drivers. Or mm-hmm. but I've been fortunate because um, I've been able to travel the world. By hopping on a you know a train, a plane, a boat, um, it's easier to get around the world than it is is in my own town because I, I need a ride to the store. <laughs> but when I go on a speaking tour, an artist yeah. of it, every, I, I just the, the shuttle picks me up. I take yeah. the plane and I'm 
you know, I'm fine. Oh, wow. Very nice. Well, so I'm um, still trying to answer that question. Colors, well, the colors wind. of the wind. Yeah, yeah I love it. Color is the wind. Um, love it. So um, I'll put links to your website and social okay. media, uh, fabrics in the show notes, and my podcast yes. blog. Um, and yeah, this is this has been wonderful. I really appreciate you. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Free Spirit Gate is giving um, me a Fat Quarter bundle uh, to give away to a listener. So um, I'll give those details out. Um, I'll edit this and, and tell the listeners exactly uh, what they have to do. Basically, it's going to be them to go to my podcast blog page and put a comment in there, and then it'll randomly choose a winner. Um, but yeah, thank you, Free Spirit. I really... Um, appreciate this and some lucky person is going to have a whole fat quarter bundle <laughs> is it spirit wings or just whatever it, it is yes it's the uh, the new spirit wins collection right. here's yep. your pillowcase send me a pillow ah there you go <laughs> winner <laughs> winner <laughs> yeah all right thank you right, thank Steph, you this is great thank you if you would like a bonus episode every month Become a patron and support the Make and Decorate podcast show at my Patreon page, Make and Decorate. For extended show notes with links and photos to what we've talked about, visit my podcast blog at makeanddecorate.com. And remember to take some time for yourself to be creative. Bye-bye.